Guess what, Alvin? What? We are back with the podcast. Heck yeah. So much has changed. Yeah. We the... have new microphones. Woohoo. Uh, woo. Okay, so we've been... I'm... We're, we're back from like a one-month hiatus. And we're, yep. we're on a brand new season. It's season two of the Music Journal, baby. So... Yeah, baby. Woo. Yeah. I've been very busy with moving, and since I moved here, I didn't have any internet for like two weeks. So it was pretty tough being able to do the podcast, hence the hiatus. And then, uh, you know, I don't know, one day we got internet, and uh, well, now we are here, my friends. And just just because uh, we've been on hiatus doesn't mean that we've been keeping up with the music industry lately. We've been... Exactly. We'll be monitoring just as usual. Yep. So and there's a lot of things that have happened. For sure. Isn't that right? Oh heck yeah! And I just, so let's let's not uh, procrastinate and let's just jump right into it. Release radar, baby. <laughs> okay. So uh, the first uh, song on this week slash months. Uh, uh, release radar is uh, Olivia Rodrigo's uh, new fall, uh, single Deja Vu which is the follow-up of the massive success hit driver's license and I must say I think Deja Vu lives up to the expectations i think it is a very solid song olivia olivia's vocals are just as good as they were on driver's license lots of interesting um, instrumentals on this one and a killer bridge man that bridge at the end is so powerful um, yeah I, I agree and the songwriting is as always really spot on mm -hmm. so yeah i think uh, olivia's done it again and that i think it goes to show that she's probably not just a one-hit wonder either way yeah no i i think i find myself listening to this song and seeing some kind of continuity towards driver's license so i think these two songs um they have a reason for being the two first singles off of the album um i mean if you listen to the song it's kind of that Olivia is talking about another girl uh, that's together with this boy. And that's kind of, you know, what she's talking about in Driver's License as well, you know? Mm, so I think this is kind of like some form of growth somehow in the album. I would, I guess you can call it. Yeah. Um, and, the line, I mean, and the line also uh, when, when she's like, do you call her almost say my name? Because let's be honest, we kind of do sound the same. It's kind of feels like another hit at Sabrina because Olivia and Sabrina are kind of yeah, similar. I know. And I just I just have to say that, you know, it's it's very, very clever of her to say that, you know, he took her to the place that they used to go. So do you get deja vu when she's with you? That's I mean, I have to say that's a very clever like It's a great concept. To... Exactly, exactly. And on a uh, on our regular uh, sco scoreboard scoring, uh, I'm gonna have to give Deja Vu a 
I would probably say this is almost at a 4 as well. I know I rated driver's license a 4 and this one is also really strong and very solid in all kinds of ways. So I would almost say a, a 4 as well. Mm. Um, I'm going to give this a 4.5. And I also just want to say, uh, this is just kind of like a side note. The song itself kind of reminds me of Cruel Summer, which I think is where she kind of found a little bit of the a uh, little bit of the inspiration from but you know that's fine you know i get it that she loves taylor swift as much as i do so <laughs> well uh yeah anyhow let's move on to the next song on the list and we're gonna talk about haunted house by holly humberstone so As you guys know, well, most of you who are uh, quite long listeners know that we've covered Holly Humberstone on our Awesome Artist segment. And, well, she's come out with a new song that's called Haunted House. Um, I have to say it's very similar to, uh, well, I guess you can say her previous work, but she's only had like one EP. So, you know, <laughs> it's not really fair, but um it's very much in the alternative pop direction. So I think she's, you know, going to turn out to be this kind of like, I guess you can say dark pop singer. Um, but her work is really inspiring to hear. Although one thing that I found is that this song is quite short. I wish it was a little bit longer. Agreed. Because 100%. I, yeah, because I mean, there's essentially there's not even like uh, there's not a chorus or anything in this song it's like two or three verses right i mean uh i i mean i hope this is it kind of sounds like an interlude song to me so i mean i hope that this if this is the song from you know her album or something like that i hope this will be like an interlude song or something i mean i hope she has more stuff coming which i believe she has said she does so yeah but uh, it's very well written too um just listening to it um i can't tell if it's holly herself or if it's some kind of character she's writing from but it kind of sounds like she's familiar with this house you know she says like all these ghosts i've grown up with uh, i lay my head and sleep and say good night you know it sounds like this place seems familiar to her so i believe this song has some kind of emotional connection to her i think it might have some uh, aspects of her own childhood uh, with this, yeah. I think she lived in kind of like the house she's describing, like an almost an, like an old house, I think. And mm. this song has been in the making for quite a long. She's been sitting on this one for a while. She's, ha I know she's played it on like Instagram lives as like a yeah. demo. But yeah, mm -hmm. I was the only thing that uh, made uh, that uh, I didn't like is that it's so short, like. When I listened to it the first time, I was surprised that it would, was all, already over because it's like t only two minutes long, but it's quite a powerful finisher nonetheless. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's kind of like her classical work. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to really define what is her sound at the moment because we've heard so little of her, but I have a feeling in myself that she has a grave potential to become much bigger than she is right now. Uh, not only like popular wise, but also like songwriter wise and stuff. 
for sure. And I also love yeah. that in the music video she finishes off with doing a similar thing, trick as Billie Eilish did in Bury a Friend, you know, like spin a whole 360, in spinning mm. a whole circle upside down. Yeah. I, I thought yeah, that was really absolutely. fun. Yeah. And I would rate this song at a solid 3.5. Solid lyrics, great vocals, beautiful piano, uh, instrumental, mm. great song. Yeah, definitely. I'll also give it a 3.5. It really deserves that. Moving on to uh, another new era. Uh, um, so Doja Cat and uh, had a feature collab with Sissa called Kiss Me More. probably become the new say so because this is kind of uh, the beginning of her new era for upcoming planet her album so yeah mm. uh, kiss me more uh, is a great song like it's one of the best doja cat has put out to date uh, at least i think so and i absolutely adored uh, the sisa uh, feature i love sisa features like you have all the stars with Kendrick Lamar. She has such beautiful vocals and a great voice. And she works mm. in both like sad songs and she can almost rap. Like she she's, has such a versatile voice. And Doja's rapping is on point as always. Mm. And these two, I mean, they killed this song. I It is so catchy. I, I keep coming back to this song and especially Sisa's verse because it's so fantastic. And this makes me really excited to see what uh, Doja Cat's new upcoming Planet Her album is going to be like, but it seems to be going great. Yeah, I mean, at first, uh, oh, at first, I would say that this uh, this song would be like uh, kind of like the song in be between eras, but uh, I'm pretty sure I was wrong because I have a feeling that this is from Planet Her. I believe she's probably said it is, but you know, yeah. She also teased this coming like a while back. I don't know if we covered that. I think we did. Like back in January when we said that Doja Cat was following so many people. And then she said like, oh, I'm following them for a reason. You'll see why. And then she comes up with a scissor feature. But yeah, anyway, I do agree with you, Alvin. This song is, uh, is immaculate on many levels. Uh, I believe that Doja Cat is going to become like one of the future divas of our music industry i guess you can say i mean kind of like beyonce and stuff i I, ha I have a feeling that she has that potential yes she's yeah she's such a uh, uh, she's such an inspiration to so many people and she has mm. that great uh, personality that just uh, 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 that just uh, inspires people yeah totally so I would rate this song at a solid 3.5 as well because this is if this is the first song of uh, Planet Her, this gets me really hyped for the album. And this is going, this feels like it's going to be 2021 say so because though because they're both so great and catchy. Mhm. Mm yep. And up next, we're gonna go ahead and talk about BB Rexha's second 
uh, or sophomore album, I guess you can say, Better Mistakes. Um, well, I mean, uh, I know that Alvin has shared some thoughts with me on this album uh, off the podcast, but I mean, uh, me personally, I would have to say that I found this album quite, um, quite not, this. it didn't quite strike a tone with me, if I do say so myself. I mean, I kind of get what she's trying to do here. She's kind of dropping an experimental album and i think the reason due to that is because she's trying to mix with her sound and to see what she feels most comfortable in her skin producing like for example um if we go ahead and take taylor swift for an example when she dropped red it wasn't just a whole country album it was country songs a bit of trap a bit of dubstep some edm and a lot of pop songs too like I, f- I feel like this is pretty much the same thing that's happening here. I mean, there are some trap songs and uh, some features from people in the rap game, like Ty Dollar Sign, Lil Uzi Vert, and stuff. And then also uh, people like Doja Cat, Baby I'm Jealous. We've heard that before, you know. Um, you know what's so funny is that we we uh, debated whether or not we we fi- we thought that Baby I'm Jealous was going to be on the Better Mistakes album, and I thought so. Mm, I was yeah. right. <laughs> of course but yeah i mean in, in essence i would say that you know it, it it's it's hard to say that this is her worst album because she only has two albums it's it's kind of like the whole uh the whole thing with holly humberstone it's kind of hard to judge where she's at or what she's gonna do with such little to go from um but i would have to say that you know it's it's decent, uh, at least. Um, I don't really have. I, I'm. I have a very neutral standpoint on this album because it's. It's hard to. It's hard to judge her when this is kind of just like a beta test, I guess you can say. Yeah, uh, I thought this album was really all over the place, quite incoherent. Like you had these uh, singles drop first, uh, sacrifice, which we talked about, which was a almost like a 2010s 2015 house song and then she dropped another uh, single called uh, sabotage which was like a ballad about herself her herself ruining her life and then she dropped mm. another uh, the little the, the Vert collab die for a man which was really weird and like kind mm. of underwhelming so yeah uh, going into this album you really didn't know what kind of approach you would take us all of the singles were so different from one another yeah. i feel like the whole the whole album is quite uh, it doesn't really know what it wants to be it, it, like it has mm. it mixes so many genres and not in just not just in a particularly good way uh, mm. i feel like the best songs off of the album are probably going to have to be baby i am jealous and at first i was a bit underwhelmed by sabotage but in comparison to the rest of the album it would probably be one of the better songs on the album mm. and one of the worst songs on the album on the other hand would have to be amore featuring rick ross which is a really unflattering and unnecessary sample of dean martin's old that's amore i mean she butchers this uh, sample and Rick Ross's vocals really just makes this song spiral right downwards. It's it's not a great sample. Like it didn't do anything or like uh, pay any tribute to Dean Martin. It was just 
is straight up uh, bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I I sort of agree with you there. Um, I I wish there was like a little bit more of each song because at the moment, listening through it, it kind of feels just like she sprinkled in like a couple of songs from her, uh, from her demos and stuff, and just decided to put it out as, as an album to see what people would say to her uh, about you know what kind of music she is producing. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, um, if I I guess if I would have to pick, I would have to tell her to do like an album kind of like what she did with sacrifice kind of like 90s techno pop uh sounding if you know what i mean alvin right yeah totally yeah. agree i think uh, the sing uh, the first two singles she put out were the most solid tracks on the album yeah and i would I, 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 uh, yeah go ahead i would rate this album and roughly at a two almost a 2.5 because I was not really happy, satisfied about this album, and it was also surprisingly short. Like I believe most of the songs were under three minutes as well. Yeah, the so the album is like under half an hour or something like that, which is that it's it's kind of low. I mean, in my opinion, at least. But yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, um, I don't feel like the tra trap sound is is like working for. Um, bb i would i would just i would say that you know 90s techno pop i would say like compliments her vocals the best at least in my opinion you know yeah i agree i'm not i i totally yeah, I agree mean, when it, i, I mm, mm. when it comes to her vocals uh, i think that she didn't utilize uh, her higher uh, pitches in this album at all she, her vocals were really like toned down like they only really were brought out on uh, Sabotage, but where they she really hit those high notes. But other than that, I feel like she underutilized her voice. Yeah, I do agree with you there. Absolutely. Well, uh, for me personally, I would have to say that, you know, I do agree with you score-wise, Alvin, that it's... I, I wouldn't really call it plain, bland, and boring, but I would probably put it at a 2.5 because it's very average. Uh, I wish there was more of each song to hear, uh, first of all, uh, and that she, uh, you know, had like two like two techno pop songs. So I could at least have a little bit more confidence um, as like thinking or seeing myself listening to that kind of BB Rexa future album. I guess you can say. Alright, moving on to another artist we've talked about on Awesome Artists, and it is Matilda Mann, and she, uh, during, on the, during our hiatus, she's dropped two new tracks, so starting off with uh, her, the first one she dropped called Doomsday. Before the world is doomed, I hope I get to live a next to And it's a really charming track about like uh, thinking about loving someone and realizing you loved someone after like almost at the D-Day, like at, in the end. And I think it's a really pretty little song uh, with great uh, lyrics and it's really uh, like quite acoustic and I think it really suits uh, Matilda and as of yet she has not... Uh, uh, put out a bad song and it's still true I 
still stay true to this statement because Doomsday was a really beautiful track and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, one thing kind of caught me is that do you think uh, that, well, Doomsday and my point of view, which we're going to talk about later, right? Yeah. Uh, I think uh, they correlate. Uh, I think yeah. she's, she's building up an arsenal for another EP because both of these tracks mm. have had the same cover art, which is probably mm. a sign that she, they will be connected. Yeah, I mean, I I have say, I have seen some people say that, you know, she has eight unreleased songs on the way, which I would kind of put on the on the border for like, like an album, I guess you can say. So I don't know. A lot of people are saying that it's from her album, but I would kind of wait a little bit for that and, you know, just take a chill pull. I don't know if she'll she's ready to put out an album right now at least. Well, We'll see, you know. Yeah, I would rate Doomsday at a solid, like a very strong 3.5. It's a very great track. Yeah. Um, Doomsday for me, I would have to say that, uh, yeah, I'd probably give it a 3.5 as well. It, it's a really good written song and everything. And oh, I love the instrumentals so much. It's classic Matilda Man soundtrack, I would say. Yeah, and the lyrics are so funny and like, uh, they're really great. And yeah. moving on to uh, the other track, My Point of View. Maybe one day when you grow up, life will feel like it's brand new. Ain't it fun not being stubborn? Welcome to my point of view. Which has, she's also been holding on to for quite some time, you know. I first listened to the demo, My Point of View, in like early February, along with a couple of other songs. Uh, like, mm. I know she's sitting on one called Margot, which is she's probably going to release quite in the, quite the near future. But my mm -hmm. point of view, it is, it is like the, one of her fastest uh, songs she put out. Like it has a, a really quick pacing in the song, and I think it works. It's a bit on the short end, but I mean, the lyrics on this one are also really great. And like the sad, I think it is such a satisfying, has such such a satisfying end uh, to the track. Like, you know, it f uh, f ends with. Her saying like "Welcome to my point of view," pointing, mm -hmm. quoting the title. And I yeah. Think, I think, uh, yeah, both of these songs are so great. This is this is like the faster one, but I think it still mm. works. Yeah, totally. Um, I think she's I think she's kind of finding herself in her own music. You know, um, she's uh, using he, she's using songwriting to kind of. Uh, express herself in a in a new way i would say while also helping fans kind of find themselves in her music and kind of see things from not only her perspective but their perspective as well um i really i really enjoy when artists do that and i think matilda have uh, has uh, a great potential definitely and i would rate this track also at a 3.5 i think doomsday is slightly better but it's really tough because both of them are really excellent yeah i would mm, i could agree with you there i'm gonna go ahead and give it a 3.5 as well um right so next up we're gonna go ahead and talk about one of my favorite pieces of work this week that we're gonna talk about and it is fearless taylor's version 
Um, now, as you guys know, well, if you don't know, um, Taylor Swift had uh, her music from her previous label uh, kind of bought away from her. Um, if you guys didn't know how like it really works, it is that you know many artists don't actually own their rights to their own music, which kind of sucks. And in this instance, Taylor didn't own the rights to her own previous albums. Um, and when her previous uh, label, Big Machine Records, got bought up, so did the intellectual properties of that company, uh, meaning her songs got bought up. But in her contract, it said she could re-record her songs and such. And Fearless Taylor's version is the first glimpse we get of the re-recordings of these albums. Um, now, I figured um, since Fearless isn't technically a brand new album, it's been done before and such. Um, we shouldn't go too far into covering, you know, the album itself. But um, Alvin said, uh, and I agree with this fully, is that we should more or less cover the vault tracks because these are songs that we haven't heard before. Well, I mean, uh, I have heard some of the unreleased songs on on the vault tracks, but um, I mean, what do you say, Alvin? What do you think about it? I think uh, uh, this album stays really true to uh, its era, like it has the same essence and sound as mm. it did back in 2008. And, yeah. and you can really tell that her vault tracks also c came from the same era, like my favorite out of the vault tracks was Mr. Perfectly Fine. was such a fun song and like it's kind of like a carefree like OG Taylor writing about her exes uh, yeah. song and I think we've, we've missed I've missed those kind of tracks and it really yeah. gave me nostalgia yeah I do miss the old country Taylor I would say and Falkler was kind of the first uh, taste of you know her uh, previous work i guess you can say in quite a while um but a lot of the songs on here um i really like uh i'm speaking of the vault tracks now of course i like every single track on fearless i mean don't get me wrong boys but um i mean i mean songs like for example you all over me i love that song it was a great single to put out um a, a lot of people People are saying that it's very similar to Clean from 1989, and I kind of have to I kind of have to agree there. It's it's kind of like in the same spirit sense, I guess you can call it. Uh, there are also tracks like "That's When," uh, that's like a duet with Keith Urban. That's a that's also a really good track, I would say. Yeah, and one of my other, uh, uh, one of the other full tracks that stood out to me was "We Were Happy." It's such a beautiful ballad, and it also get, uh, brings back like an early 2010s vibe. And I kind of been mi I've been missing that sort of music because it's today's uh, music industry is way too EDM for my taste. I'm kind of gotten wary of it after. They really emphasized on EDM like throughout the 2015s to the 2020s. Yeah. Uh, I would probably rate this album at a solid 3.5 as well because it's. 
I mean, it is so iconic. You have the re-recordings of tracks like Love Story and You Belong With Me, which You Belong With Me is quite one of my uh, um, top tracks of Taylor's discography. Okay, Jones, what would you ra uh, rate this album? Mm, I would personally put it at a 4.5. Um, I would say that this is like perfection. It's as if the regular Fearless album wasn't good enough. Um, uh, I should also note that you should probably not listen to the original version of Fearless because if you do, you're giving money to the people who, uh, you know, um, stole the music from Taylor. So, you know, if you want to support the artist itself, I would, you know, recommend you listening to the recorded, re-recorded version of the album. Agreed. And moving on to another remix of a song called Drama by, by artists Blade and Mecha Talk featuring Charlie XX. Baby, don't, baby, It's quite a short song as well, but it's actually really catchy. Uh, you get a whole Charlie XX rap verse, which, I mean, that is uh, something special. So yeah, um, I think this song has some uh, repetitive tendencies, but overall, it is a really good song, and I think it gets even better because of the Charlie XX feature. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. Um... Charlie feels like one of those artists that if you put her on any song, she will so sound good no matter what. I mean, uh, I mean, I would say thanks to Charlie, um, a lot of like hyper pop artists have felt a little bit more comfortable, uh, kind of diving into the genre. Not only that, but she's also making it way more popular at the same time. Yeah, definitely. I would rate this track at a um, a weaker free because of the length and some repetitive elements but uh, Char mm. Charlotte's vocals really make uh, make this track good yeah i would i would give it a 3.5 because it really it, it does slap i would say uh, but it's like you say it's a shame that it's basically only two minutes long uh, but uh we're gonna go ahead and switch switch subjects yet again and we're gonna talk about your power by billy eilish Try not to abuse your power. i know we didn't choose to change now this is the first song off of her feature uh album i mean her sophomore album happier than ever um now uh, she in this song she she sings about an abusive relationship and how she how this person broke her and stuff and all the mental trauma that came after this relationship and uh, i mean i have watched the documentary of her on apple tv and you did too right alvin yeah that's right yeah so i have a feeling that this song is about q uh aka seven amp i think he's called uh um I I don't I can't really you know say what happened because 
you know, I, I, I wasn't there, but I mean, I definitely feel, feel bad for her. I can feel her pain through the song. And not only that, this song, it kind of makes me feel like uh, uh, Happier Than Ever will kind of go in somewhat of the same direction as When We All Fall Asleep did. But not really. It's kind of like a new take on it. And given from the visuals we have seen, I would just say that, you know, we're kind of going to get uh, not really an 80s type of vibe, maybe a 70s, 60s type uh, album but also very like experimental Billy style. Um, yeah. And you can tell that Phineas has, pre- okay, sorry, Alvin. No, uh, so uh, yeah, I think this might almost be like almost jazzy a part of this album. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, it seems to be going quite more acoustic in some songs, like your power is quite acoustic. And I also think that this is going to be a much more mature album in both songwriting wise and in her voice than uh, when we'll fall asleep was because she has matured mm. since then yeah totally um it kind of also uh, it kind of makes me sad too because i remember when, when the album came out and we kind of like geeked out and stuff uh i remember those times could you imagine that that was like two years ago it does not that feel like it was two years ago well when, yeah. when we'll fall asleep really uh, carried that year for us yeah definitely it was pretty much it was the best album to end the century i would say uh, no the decade, the decade. <laughs> i'm sorry yeah i, I to- totally agree and um, yeah. more on uh, the song in itself your power is uh, i mean some people have said it might be a bit too slow like but i think that is really beautiful and the music video is also great with uh, billy like getting strangled by a snake which i think might have something to do with like it's, it's kind of like a visualization of maybe some kind of like feelings feeling of re- yeah. repressed yeah. feelings or, or like strife that, suffering that and also that many people like to portray snakes as being like people who tend to let someone down and stuff people that can't be trusted you know yeah stuff like that and i believe it also kind of plays into the same narrative that when we all fall asleep did you know like we had the spiders in uh what was it you should see me as a crown right yeah i think that was it yeah. and stuff and they kind of like dark aesthetic but that's i don't think that's what we're gonna get totally with happier than ever we're gonna just get like a slight glimpse of that but we're gonna get a lot more experience experimental songs i would say and we're really excited for it and uh, i i would rate your power a solid 3.5 i don't think it's going to be the best track of uh, the entire album but it's going to be a solid track yeah i mean judging from uh, billy's previous success and how this song is doing right now i'm gonna go ahead and go out on a limb here and i'm gonna say that this is a five i'm gonna say that this is like this song that probably gen z will remember like oh billy eilish i remember that girl you know i have a feeling that this is going to be like one of those songs eventually in like some years time probably it, it's going to have to do some simmering i think before we get to that standpoint but uh, it's coming i'd say yeah billy eilish will definitely be known as like a an artist who defined a decade yeah she's like a gen z icon for sure Moving on, 
to uh, another great uh, track. Uh, f uh, the Aces dropped another track, which is really exciting, uh, called Don't Freak. This is like their first tracks uh, moving on from their Under My Influence era. And I must mm -hmm. say, it was fantastic. It lived up beyond the expectations. I think it was better than both uh, the B-side uh, Under My Influence tracks, which we talked about before, Sleepy Eyes and um, Aren't You. And this song perfect has kind of uh, uh, the f or sounds, has the sound of their... Uh, debut album uh, when my heart felt volcanic which is personally my favorite album of theirs and it also has some elements of like uh, development that they've grown as artists and you can tell that and uh, i think that it has very resonating lyrics uh, this song don't freak about like overthinking and yeah personal issues uh mental issues and I think I love the way this song ends with like a gospel choir singing the chorus. It's super catchy. I mean, it is a summer bop. Like I will probably be playing this song for the majority of this summer. It's fantastic. Mm. I agree. I would say that this is like the perfect track to kind of like go out running to. And also I have to say that this, it almost reminds me a little bit of... Uh, the 1975's uh, The Notes on a Conditional Form album that came out uh, last year. Uh, specifically, it reminds me of the track If You're Too Shy, Let Me Know. I loved that album last summer, and I have a feeling that the Aces is going to drop something similar in that fashion, hopefully, uh, hopefully this summer, right? Yeah, hoping for another album. Mm, definitely, definitely. I would rate this track a almost at a four i would probably rate this track almost at a four because it's it, it, it i mean it lifts your spirits and you can relate to the lyrics mm. great i'm gonna i'm actually gonna give it a four because uh, i totally agree with you there this it kind of makes me hyped for the summer it makes, makes me kind of remind you know the good stuff i guess you can say of what comes with summer and stuff uh hopefully that's gonna be a little bit uh it's gonna be a little bit uh more close to normal this year due to you know COVID and stuff but we'll, we'll see how it how it how it lands and stuff but still this song it gives me hopes and everything and therefore i think it deserves a four um and on that note we're going to talk about higher power by coldplay Now this song, um, I heard it uh, like a couple of, let's see here, I heard it yesterday, I think. Uh, I love this song so much. I heard an interview with Chris Martin talking about this song, and he said that, you know, having worked on this song and their new album, uh, I believe their new album is called Chaotica or Alien Radio, something like that. I can't really remember. Having worked on this song, they said that they let the song kind of go in its own direction, kind of like let it steer itself. 
and I have to say that, you know, listening to the song, I would very much agree that that is what it sounds like. Um, I think that this Coldplay album, this coming one, is going to be way, way more memorable than the last one was. I mean, for example, I believe when we did the Grammys, right? Uh, Coldplay was nominated for one of the uh, one of the albums. Everyday Life wasn't it called, right? I think so. I'm not. Yeah. 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 I mean, a lot of people didn't even realize that Coldplay dropped an album that that year. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling though that uh, marketing wise, they're going to do a better job this year of getting this album out, and I'm excited to see what they have in store because this. This generally, it doesn't give it like a new, it, it, it's a wild direction from what, what Coplay has done before. It's kind of like similar to production uh, as, um, what's it called? Sky Full of Stars, which was produced by Avicii. May God rest his soul. Rest in peace. And yes. I, I myself, I'm not a big fan of contemporary Coplay. I love the early uh, like the 2000 stuff you know from clocks and fix you scientist to and yellow to viva la vida and then i i haven't been mm. too much of a fan of the recent uh, coldplay stuff but this song really it hit uh, it works and i'm yeah exactly i mean it, it definitely struck a chord with me and i do agree with you there i mean uh, most of their most of their uh, previous work uh well most of them re recent ones uh, haven't been as good as, let's say, like Milo Zyloto or something like that. Um, I have a feeling that it's kind of been, you know, difficult for them to reach uh, graver markets again. But uh, I think that they are on a good way, at least, uh, on to re... I, I'm not going to say rebranding themselves, but, you know, somewhere in that somewhere in that vicinity, at least. Yeah, I would rate this track at a solid 3.5. I know it, it's really good and it's a bop, nevertheless. Yeah, I would I would give it a 3.5 as well. I think this song is also like one of the summer, summer potential songs as well. Definitely. Mm. Moving on to a new album uh, called Young Heart by Birdie. And you know, this is an album I've been tracking the progress of ever since its first single, Surrender. And it's been funny because I've kind of been on and off with Birdie. I've kind of felt like some songs I've been wanting to get into her music because it has such great potential. But some songs haven't worked for me until she dropped her single Secondhand News, which I absolutely adore and fell in love with. And when once the full length album dropped, I mean, I've been anticipating this album for quite some time and the album was fantastic it really just settled the score for me with birdie she's an incredibly fantastic artist she's actually been like active in the music industry since almost the early 2010s but this album is just incredible has uh, like it is has wonderful coherence like you have the intro that perfectly transitions into the next track and some beautiful interlude music and it is such a solid album that I ha almost had a trouble picking some favorites because the whole album is so consistently uh, good and she keeps on delivering like she hits she her her vocal capabilities are great and songwriting wise this album is also almost flawless and I will say that this album may become one of my favorite albums of the year as a whole 
But if I had to pick some favorites that stand out uh, uh, from the album, are secondhand news. Obviously, and nobody knows me like you do. Cause nobody knows me. Nobody knows me like you do. And the title track, Young Heart. I keep on loving you. As I said, the whole album has is so wonderful that you gotta have you need to hear the full experience because it's fantastic. I haven't actually had to listen to the album yet, uh, which is a little bit of a shame. But I'm actually gonna go ahead and do that right after this podcast because from what Alvin has said to me right here, it sounds like a good album. I'm gonna get, I'll go ahead and give it a listen. Yeah, I would rate this album at almost a 4.5. I think that's the highest rating I've given on this podcast as of yet. And it's it's great. Mm. And moving on to the next album, which we've, we've covered. Uh, it's Demi Lovato's Dancing with the Devil, The Art of Starring Over, her full album. We talked about the sing the, this title track before because it was really a single. But this mm. album is probably one of Demi Lovato's better project in my opinion because it's so personal for her you know with her drug overdose because uh, that's yeah. kind of the whole point of this album like uh, quitting drugs and starting over that's hence the title of the album and i feel like this album has such great storytelling of how she how she experienced the whole uh, incident and like it really paints a vivid picture of how she reacted to it and how she's coping with the overdose mm. and it's really great it, it has some great collabs as well like you have noah cyrus is on the album ariana grande and uh, yeah so many it's a great album and mm. some uh, and like it tells a story it's it ha has that great coherence to it and mm. uh, you can really feel the emotions that the emotions are pure in her voice because it, they are uh, quite uh, true. And some of my favorites mm. would be the title track, Dancing with the Devil, Art of Starting mm. Over. It's also great. And her Ariana Ari, Ari collab, Met Him Last Night. been i mean it's 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 gotten quite some attention like it's been played on the radio stations quite a lot and it's really catchy a good mm. really good collab i think the fi final track good place is also a really nice track no, i'm in a good place took a while to feel this way no longer have to save face reconcile 
Beautiful ending to a beautiful album, and I would rate this album probably out of four. It's a good, really good album. I haven't been too much into Demi's music because it hasn't felt like personal to her, like it's just motivational and inspirational music or like uh, bops. But this album really has some per personal depth to it. Yeah, I I would I would say so too, and also that you you know she's kind of brought along people that have had personal traumas before like for example she has ariana grande on this album which uh, we know has had like traumas with you know her ex-boyfriend mac miller who died from an overdose the manchester bombing and such i mean she's gone through a lot as well i would say that you know this is kind of like um an example of people in the music industry helping helping each other giving each other a hand and stuff it's quite a therapeutic experience Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it's quite necessary uh, being in such a you know, in, in such a place where it, there's quite a lot of stress and pressure and stuff put on you if you don't do something uh, the right way and such, and if you mess up your career and everything. I think it's good to have someone by your side, you know. Agreed. Hmm. Um. What so for me, I would. Be? Yeah, so for me, I would say that this album is like a 3.5 for me. I would say it's good, uh, a really good album, well-written and stuff. And it has an emotional, deep emotional meaning for Demi. And I'm glad that, you know, she has the courage to put this out and let her kind of like take her fears and flip it around and turn it into something uh, that she can now talk about and sing about. I, I like that. Yeah. Good for her. Um, moving on to our next segment, Awesome Artists. And this week I would like to highlight the uh, artist Sigrid. And uh, I recently discovered her. She's a Norwegian singer who's had some international success. Like she won BBC Sound of 2018. She's also performed at some big uh, festivals like Glastonbury, Coachella. And she also performed at the Nobel Peace Prize concert. She, uh, her career started off as she had a smaller band with her sister back when she was 17 and released a solo uh, and her first a solo debut single was called Sun and dropped all the way back in 2013. As of yet she's dropped two EPs, Don't Kill My Vibe back in 2017 and Raw in 2018. Her debut album Sucker uh, came out in 2019. And Sigrid is a really good singer. Like she has some great vocals. Like she can, she, that girl can sing. And she, I like, really like uh, the Norwegian part of her. Like she has some great uh, pronunciations of certain words that just kind of sends shivers down your spine. It's really great. Uh, and some of my favorites of hers are "Don't Kill My Vibe." I try to play it nice, but oh. Five. 
don't feel like crying. Which are all really good. And yeah, I, I, I hope for the best for the future of Sigrid. Yeah. Where did you where did you find out about her? So I've kind of been seeing her being featured or mentioned, uh, like on other artists, like there are similar similar artists, and I think mm. uh, uh, the first time I gave her a try was uh, when I saw, uh, I I followed uh, the the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn. I looked at his Spotify because. He's made some great playlists of, of uh, like uh, p potential guardian songs and such, and of, uh, I looked at what kind of artists he follows, and I saw Sigrid, and I was like, I should probably listen to her, and I did, and I'm not disappointed. And the song that got me into her was High Five because it was a really good song. And moving on to this just in, and with uh, uh, we touched on this subject subject before and is that Olivia Rodrigo has finally announced her debut album not an EP a full-length album called sour and it's coming out on May 21st and will contain 11 songs and I am super excited for this album because it's like uh, ever since I heard driver's license I really have been hoping for Olivia to drop a full album or at least an EP because mm. she has so much talent and I think she needs more like yeah she, she really needs to get a whole yeah. album so we can enjoy even more of her music I I think this also tends to show how wrong I can be I believe that a few episodes back we talked about her releasing a debut album right now and I said that I mean it's kind of iffy if she does I have a feeling she's going to drop an EP first or something like that, I believe we said. But then she goes ahead and drops the album. And then yet again, I look like a fool on this podcast. And, hey, and then Alvin is the one that's right and stuff. And, and as well, usual. while we're on the note, the Fearless album, as we talked about, released on April 9th, which I've, I've been foreshadowing and saying ever since we heard, uh, <laughs> since I deciphered it. And I was adamant and I was right. So Jones... I have free free rights now. I have yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I was I was like so sure. Uh, I I mean, I saw the theories and I did some of the like theorization myself too. And I was like, okay, April 9th. But then Apple Music said like April eleventh or something. It's like, oh, okay. Well, it has to be April eleventh then because it says April eleventh on the app. But I was wrong. So <laughs> yeah. In your Anyhow. face. Yes, in my face. Anyhow, uh, we're going to talk about the next pieces of news, and that is that Britney Spears will be addressing her conservatorship in court on June 23rd. Uh, now, if you guys don't know anything about the Free Britney movement, it's about Britney kind of being not being able to do much due to her having signed a contract of her basically being supervised 24-7 and stuff. She basically has no rights anymore which is a which is very shameful I, i'd say it's very dehumanizing towards her uh, and it's and it's like things that you really kind of don't see or pay attention to um so yeah i, I guess i just wanted to shed some light on this and uh, you know 
just tell you guys that it's happening because I have a feeling it's it, it's going to be important. We hope for the best for uh, Britney. Yes. And in other news as well, Adele has turned 33 years old. So, uh, I mean, yay. Happy birthday, Adele. Now, where the hell is the album? Give it to me. <laughs> yeah. Pretty Probably much. the shortest piece of news of today. But, you know, more like still a per- figured it- More like a personal uh, attack at uh, Adele. Yeah, I guess you can say that. <laughs> um, yeah. In other news, and this is a big piece of news, uh, Grammys have announced uh, that they are removing the nomination by committee uh, part uh, of their uh, uh, of their awards, which is great news because that means that there won't be like a it will be more transparent and it won't be feel as rigged or like as biased as it has been for a while. So I think that's great that they're finally like making amends to their mistakes because after the whole weekend incident i feel like they they really need to 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 do something in order to like help save their reputation so you did the right move grammys thank you Mm -hmm. and uh i guess you can i i'm gonna add that on that note as well and that is that the weekend also affirmed that he's he's still gonna boycott the grammys even after them uh, displaying some more transparency coming next year um i don't know what my take is on this really um that's some integrity yeah i guess i guess it's because he he kind of made a promise i i that's my assumption but i think it also has to do with that the grammys has a long way to go before we can actually like call it like fair and square this is it's a it's a step in the right direction i would probably say but uh there's still a long way to go i would have to say and also speaking of the weekend he also teases that new music is on the way so be a lookout on for that hopefully this year but uh we'll see we'll see um and bts is also gonna be releasing a new single called butter uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is because we actually reviewed um, Dynamite, right? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, way uh, that, back. The BE, what was it called like BE? The... Oh yeah, BE, BE, something like that. Uh, uh, yeah, I figured I'd just bring it up, you know, uh, get you all up to speed, see what they are doing. Um, and well, I mean, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a listen. Uh, maybe it's, I mean. Hopefully it's better than B was or B E. I, I I really don't know how to how to pronounce it. I guess you can say. But it's dropping on May twenty first, which means they will be attending or our attention will be uh, towards uh, Olivia's new album. Oh yeah, definitely. And moving on uh, to another piece, a uh, big one. So uh, Elon Musk and Miley Cyrus are hosting SNL uh, on May eighth, which is today as of this recording and uh, that is really interesting because usually entrepreneurs and other like big businessmen usually don't host SNL because it's a comedy sketch show and those guys are usually not known for their comedic skills so that's a bit controversial I've seen that the cast is a bit reluctant to working with Elon and Mm. uh, uh, in other SNL news uh, next week 
I believe next next Saturday, Olivia Rodrigo is going to be the musical guest, which is super exciting because it's her first SNL performance. And uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the SNL made a driver's license sketch where they lip sync driver's license. So I think this is gonna be really awesome. And uh, yeah. so uh, that was May fifteenth, and on on the twenty second of May, Lil Nas X is going to be the musical guest on SNL. Uh, and we'll be performing a brand new song, which is super exciting. So a whole lot of great uh, artists coming on SNL inc- and mm. Elon Musk. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to see what Lil Nas X has in store. I mean, he's he's been on kind of like a hiatus for quite some time. And he just recently made a comeback, like with Holiday and Call Me By Your Name. Um, I'm excited to see what, what he's coming with. I mean, I believe that this brand new song, it, it has some connection to his new album on tarot for sure mm. yep and in other news we're going to talk about lana del rey because she has announced yet another album called blue banisters which is going to be out on independence day funnily enough <laughs> blue banisters get it independence day <laughs> i have such a boring humor nonetheless uh i i mean i kind of just wanted to bring this up because uh, we did review her previous album kim tales over the country club which was actually a pretty good album i i would have to say uh, one of her one of her better pieces yeah. of work um however many people have uh many people on twitter i have seen criticize lana del rey for the cover art for blue banisters it's Okay, so to break it down to you, it's basically this Instagram picture she took back in January, I think it was. And she took that and she put like white boxes around it and then just wrote blue banisters under the album. And people just called her lazy and said that she did the album cover in like Pixar or something because all the all the cover uh, artists were, you know, busy or something like that. I, I find it so funny, you know. Yeah, but let's hope the album is not as low effort as the cover art. <laughs> yeah. And another uh, album announcement, The Killers are dropping a new album this year, which is exciting because uh, their last uh, album, I had I did some research, I listened to it, Imploding the Mirage, was actually a surprisingly good album. Like, they are uh, consistent. I, I like that they are still, like, consistently making good music. Uh, 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 even even though they've been around for roughly twenty years, uh, the they're still uh, on their like they're still on their in their prime. Well, not their prime, but they're still doing good music. Imploding the Mirage has some great songs, so I'm excited for this new album. Mm, yeah, definitely. And another album announcement. We've got a lot of those today. Uh, Billy mm-hmm. Eilish. I mean, this we kind of talked about this already. Billy Eilish is announcing a new album, "Happier Than Ever," out on July 30th. Woo! Yeah, it's a bit late though. I, I kind of I, I was hoping for it to come out maybe before summer, so that we could yeah. enjoy it during the summer break. Yeah, exactly. That that that's that's like the one problem I have with this is that it's coming out quite late. I would have I would have hoped that you know it would come out in like the end of May or like the the mid to early june yeah i feel like late july is it's it's a little too late for me yeah and uh on 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 the topic of the album we have the track list right here so it's going to consist of 16 tracks as we talked about before and we could go just through them so we have one called getting older i didn't change my number 
Billy Bossa Nova, which is interesting. Track four is going to be My Future, which we didn't expect this to be on the album, I don't think. It kind mm-hmm. of belonged to no. the When We All Fall Asleep era. Then we have yeah. Oxytocin, Goldwing, Lost Cause, Halley's Comet, Not My Responsibility, Overheated, Everybody Dies, Your Power, and NDA. Therefore I Am is on the album, and mm. Happier Than Ever, and then last, but not least, Male fan- Fantasy. So mm. I'm kind of surprised to see that both My Future and Therefore I Am are on the album. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I believe that when we, what was it? It was the first episode of the podcast, right? I believe we spoke Probably. about it a little bit. I think we both theorized um, that Therefore I Am was going to be on the album, but I think we came to the conclusion that we, we were just thinking like it, it's just a song to transfer between the eras. But I mean, I guess we were technically both wrong and right because it kind of works like a bridge from when we all fall asleep to happier than ever, I guess. You and then on, on another detail we were right about was that this album was probably going to be regular, properly capitalized, which it will for the most part, except for mm-hmm. my future. So that's mm-hmm. interesting. I think uh, maybe the capitalization is another sign of maturity in the album. And a lot mm-hmm. of the tracks on this album are going to be explicit, which will be interesting to see. Yeah, I think, oh, now that you say that, Alvin, right here, this moment, I think I just cracked the code. My future is when we all fall asleep, Billy, talking to happier than ever, Billy. That's why it's not capitalized. Oh. Oh. That does make quite a lot of sense. And there's also uh, the track Goldwing is completely in, in, in capitalized, like all in caps. So that's interesting but i think then mm. i think billy bossa nova has the most interesting name out of all the tracks yeah definitely um and i, I mean i mean, i guess i can say also that bossa nova is uh, it's kind of like a brazilian music genre um so i'm wondering if she she's gonna like do do something among those lines uh, it would be it's gonna be interesting to see it's gonna be an interesting listen definitely um i'm quite interested into seeing what what this album is going to bring to the table. Uh, I have no fear that this album is going to be bad. It's going to be really, really good. Definitely. I already know it, For just sure. seeing the track list. And, uh, I mean, on the topic of Billie Eilish, we can also talk about her Instagram pictures recently, which have kind of gone up and down in the world. A lot of drama surrounding them. Um, but I have to say uh, that, you know, if you haven't seen the pictures, it's her in kind of like a corset. Is that what is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah. It's her in like corset and like very different clothing types from her baggy style. And a lot of people have kind of come out and said that she's, you know, a slut and such. But, you know, from my perspective, it this is her getting back her own narrative, I guess you can say. It's her owning herself instead of letting other people kind of dictate what she should wear and stuff. So I'd have to say that this, I mean, uh, it's a very empowering message, even though it's kind of hard to notice that at first. Um, and she's also kind of breaking the internet. And like, she Yeah, she's it. broken. Uh, in our notes here, we said that she broke the, she got the fastest post to reach a million likes for the third time. But I believe now it's like the fourth or the fifth because she put out like two or three more pictures. She's after owning all of the records now. 
Yeah, literally. I mean, it's quite amazing what such a picture can do. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, she has an immense amount of power in her hands, you know. And on another note, you should all on on the same page. Uh, you should also read the Billie Eilish Vogue interview she did with the British Vogue, which was actually a really great in interview. I recommend reading mm. it. Yeah, definitely. And last but not least, uh, Leanne Pinnock of Little Mix is pregnant. Woo. Congratulations so to, her. to her. Yeah. Woo. Well, 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 um, I guess I can go ahead and round off the podcast. We don't really have that much more to talk about. It's good to be um, back. Yeah, it's good to be back, definitely. Season two. Um, yes. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I hope you guys take care of yourself and stuff. Stay safe. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and stuff. And uh, it's good to be back again, like we said. Um, we're, we're looking forward to recording uh, a lot more podcasts. And I'm really, really excited to hear all of this new music that we talked about today. Uh, exciting times, definitely. For sure. Uh, I, really hope, I really hope also that, you know, concerts kind of lighten up a bit. Um, so that you know all of us we can go back to like listening to music alive and such i miss those times good old days yep definitely anyhow guys until I next think it's time. time yes it's time for us to sign off so thank you for listening we'll see you in two weeks bye bye yes bye bye